This station is being brought to you via Dolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. By SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company, or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Star Wars on direct voice of Star Wars fandom on this Tuesday, August 2nd, 2005. This is Sebastian, speaking from Montreal. I'm joined today by my friend Brian. Hello! Hello. 64, your shirt. What's your shirt, Brian? It's a Red Dead Jedi. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing Red Dead Jedi. Which are available at the Cafe Press store to the website of StarWarsOnDirect.com. And that was Danny <laughs> over there. <laughs> Hello. Having fun with his little console. Yes. While he still can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And today's main subject, we're going to be comparing fandom. You know, I'm almost tempted to say, like, Star Wars on Direct is becoming more and more a dinner for three, like John Favreau's Dinner for Five, but for Star Wars fans. That's totally it. That, that'd be so cool. I don't, have a I don't have a clue what you're talking about. We're just lacking ladies from time to time, and speaking of basketball histories or stuff like that, which would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Danny understands, and most of the folks actually know who John Favreau is. I know. I don't know. And know who what Dinner for Five is is really nice. It's John Favreau is this actor who played the assistant to Matt Murdock in Daredevil. For those of you who remember that movie, and probably found crappy, but I loved it. And ne never watched it. And he's in other movies. He's in all Swingers. Swingers, Maybe. Love and Sex, uh, which is a very good movie as well. And uh, I can really identify myself to him. <laughs> <laughs> and basically uh, He decided to actually have These little chats with celebrities And actors and writers and all that And he just like takes them around the table For five people Because he always brings five people around the table And while they have dinner They discuss, uh, they discuss life and all that And how they got where they are So it's a really interesting Half hour to watch Okay Blank <laughs> Ah, you've got no sound effect for that now, do you? It's too low. <laughs> you know? There you go. That's so bad. Well, the crickets are going to go away because we're going to have the polls coming up today, as well as some collecting news and family releases, which I believe Hyperspace has released some new stuff Yes. that you're aware of about. Yes. If you want some video extract, I can earn that for you. No. <laughs> and we also have the community updates. But right now, Brian's going to tell us how you can contact us. You can reach us at studio at swndirect.com. You can reach us through our Star Wars on Direct newsletter, through our chat, through our webcam. You can listen to us live. You can catch us on our blog. You can get our message board at tsfpn.com. Which I think it's down right now. I'm g g just gonna check back. It's uh, still down. Sucks. Okay. There's also Ed, so all those links are on the uh, our main page, which is Star Wars on Direct. dot com. S W E N Direct. dot com. Also, you can catch us through MSN Messenger at S W E N Direct at Hotmail. dot com. Also, we are still having problems with our sound card. Yes. So. Don't worry if, if I uh, don't play too much, uh, you know, music. No, not necessarily music, but clips of sound effect and yeah. such. You know, the that's all my fault. The nice little Brian things. Thank you for okay. the crowd in studio with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see them on the webcam; they're actually on the other side of it. But yeah, the huge crowd. The huge crowd. You know, standing on the balcony there. Hi! 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 Can close the door now. Okay, good. Thank you. So, Danny. Yes. We're from the producer. Basically, for uh, an unknown reason, on iTunes, where we lost the art and entertainment slash sci-fi listing on iTunes for some reason. We're now just podcast, which is basically nothing because th the page still exists, but you. If you search in different categories, we're nowhere. And a, a lot of podcasts have that tag now, just podcasts. So I don't know what it is. I've added the uh, the category tags in iTunes. Maybe it will change uh, when they re 
no, check uh, check the uh, the feeds and everything, but I don't know why. So if you want to find us on iTunes, just go to podcast and search the word Star Wars. We should be the second listed there. And our friend show is now listed uh, also. Great. Here you go. That's basically it. You know I'm not paying my rent next month. <laughs> He's looking at me like, oh what? no. <laughs> Bandwidth. <laughs> All right. Anybody saw any movies? Stealth came out. I just I uh, saw a French movie. So. I, w- I went back to see Star Wars this weekend. Oh, to be uh, solidaire with fan force. With the fan force thing, yeah. you know. It's Where is it playing? It all, it's still playing at the uh, all over the place. Oh, cool! I didn't know this. Yeah, it's in lots of places, man. And uh, Danny, yes, we'll have date on darkness one. Yes, I'm. I I have still 100 pages to go. It's pretty weird. Uh, it's cool to get back to the NGO characters and all after two years of Clone Wars, but uh, basically the the young Jedi are called. By a, a voice in the Force, which is, we later uh, find out that it's Reynard, the young Jedi who was missing in action in Star by Star, which uh, f- fled away, kidnapped by two dark Jedi's. So you two don't know about it because you, you don't didn't read the book. I did read but Star by Star. Yeah, okay. You're kind of keeping us up to date really good right now. So go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, but keep some stuff for the next show. (laughs) Okay, and basically they find out that uh, he's still alive and he's kind of the leader of the Kilix, which is uh, if you read Tatooine Ghost, it's threatening. It's a it's a insect-like species that live on Alderaan before the human were there, before the planet. Was blown away, away. Uh, of course. And uh, Princess Leia has uh, a painting of the uh, yeah. Killick Twilight, which was in Tatooine Ghost, and they were like trying to get it back from the Empire. The the, the painting because there were secret codes. Behind yeah, it. secret code, secret rebel code written on that. Yeah, yeah, we so we, we all remember that. Okay, Dark so <laughs> <laughs> well, so basically, uh, Reynard's still there, but it's kind of all the insects have one mind and the young Jedi being there uh, for a period of time are kind of melding with the insect and they they kind of losing not their mind but their control Dude. Their individuality. Yeah, dude. They lose Lucas their licensing is bringing the the board collective into Star yeah, Wars it, universe. Yeah, it's 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 pretty <laughs> much like that and uh, the the. Reynard uh, wants to expand the Kilik colonies and they're going after the Shis territory. Okay. So it, there's a war brewing and now the, the young Jedi, s- since they, they're influenced, they're, they're trying to influence the Galactic Empire to have a fleet to join the Kiliks to fight the Shis. And, uh, you know, you get the, the, the Jedi are split into basically the young Jedi's and the old ones, and uh, I'm basically there in the story. That's right. really cool. Maybe I'll pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Maybe. Maybe. We're yeah. going to pick it up tonight before we go to the book. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Like, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, Your smooching is going to have to wait. I'm sorry, yeah. ladies. <laughs> All right. Going to a bar, right? Yeah. So what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving, so no beer for me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, Brian, who's in the chat with us right now? We have Dark Jedi, Delos, Jedi Jane, Marty One, and Wookie Mart. All right, welcome to all. And. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. What Shut did up, I man. heard? Nothing, you didn't hear anything. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the, the music, that's what you heard. And um, this week we have kind of a sad news. The uh, Elizabeth Hand novel that was scheduled to be in the uh, Sith era has been uh, cancelled. So it's okay. supposed to be for 2007. It's been cancelled according to Sue Rostini's Yeah, uh, it, suppo- uh, it was still uh, possibly published, uh, not publishable, but they were trying to find a, an author to replace her, I think. But now they basically cancelled the book. Yeah. Okay. So listen, l- listen to me, listen to me. I'm opening a can of whoop ass. <laughs> Basically. Okay, according to Box Office Mojo, uh, Revenge of the Sith has officially bumped ahead of Return of the King um, in movie grosses. So, um, yes. Unless there's a miracle. Can you close that door? <laughs> unless there's a miracle, uh, they won't be able to bump ab- above Spider Man. Because uh, Revenge no! of the King is down. <laughs> You having a lot of fun there, Danny? Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Okay. Soy um, card's going to blow me. <laughs> we also have that uh, Variety is reporting that um, that uh, George Lucas is working on the uh, TV shows more and more, and that Lucasfilm is going into more television, as, uh, and he's not going to be working as much, you know, on the actual TV shows more like in the background executive producer laying down the groundwork more what he did with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi so maybe we'll see more you know Empire you know type mm-hmm. stuff and uh, they're also going to be working you know on the live Star Wars live action and 3D um, they mentioned that they were trying to do a million dollar episode a million uh, one million dollars per, per episode, episode yeah so that's as much as what Star Trek Enterprise was made on. Okay. Or probably like Battlestar Galactica or Stargate. That's probably how much an episode costs for them. Okay. So uh, also, we have uh, a new universe huge preview. Uh, Newt Gunray came out today. He's supposed to be a very bad commander. <laughs> he actually but lessens his troops. <laughs> why use it? Uh, he gives you reinforcements. Okay. And he, if you, if you like, you roll a one, then you're allowed to bring 20 more points onto the board. Okay. So that yeah, some strategy there. Okay. So uh, that's it for the pulse for this week. Cool. Galactic Hunter. The place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. 
Join our fan community and the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. All right, welcome to the Collecting News. Well, July 29th marked the auction of Hollywood's greatest uh, props. And if you go to profilesinhistory.com, you can actually see a few of the uh, Star Wars original or props. whatever's left of it. <laughs> uh, latex, latex props and all that. Uh, to give you a, sh- a short, uh, short little list of how much things went for... Luke Skywalker lightsaber from Star Wars sold for $200,600. Ouch. Darth Vader lightsaber from Star Wars, $118,000. Luke's X-Wing flight suit. That's something that any costuming costuming group would like to put their hands on. (laughs) (laughs) $70,080. Original Scream U Stormtrooper blaster from Star Wars. $56,500, $56,500, which I guess could be, like, reused if put back to, put back in order. Uh, Chewbacca face mask for the star, from Star Wars, $50,150. Uh, Yoda's walking cane. How much? $150,000. Brian? $300,000. Only $50,000 okay. and $150. I, I'm, really, I'm really surprised by that. It's a piece of wood. Yeah, but still... It's K. Come on, it's it's Yoda's walking Jeez, there's like we should get him on the show. Yeah, we should. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about it. Shoot on that, it gets you stoned. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so the Snowspeeder miniatures from Star Wars ESB thirty five thousand four hundred dollars, and yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It's a it's a really nice little Hollywood collection that that went for sale there and. Big bucks for Star Wars stuff. Very nice. Did Steve buy half of that? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) But I don't want to (laughs) know. It's like, this is why he's not going anywhere. He's just like keeping up for things like that. And that's what makes Rancho Obi-Wan so special. So, yeah. That's it. (laughs) The, um, the, our friends over at uh, Galactic Hunter, um, Showed us some uh, another preview of, of an action figure, the Mustafar Sentry, the little guys that you see picking up the uh, okay. the lava at the end of the movie. Uh, they actually have an energy bolt, a spinning energy bolt. I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, they're they they look like like some sort of insects or whatever. <laughs> It's yet one of those background characters, yeah, like Yak Face, that nobody will buy him, that will end up on the shelves. But then again, 20 years later, it's going to be like, oh, wow, you got one of those? <laughs> you have a Yak Face? Is it boxed? <laughs> no, but our friends from Legends actually have one. Yeah. Anyhow. I was at Legends the other day, and they had a Celebration 3 Vader. $90. 90 90 yeah. Without the star case. I, was, I, I lifted up my brother and I was like, James, check it out. You have that with, this, with the piece of plastic around it. With the Imagine, piece of plastic that's like 150 bucks. That's it. Canadian. Canadian. Too. That's a fun. StarWarsShop.com will be offering uh, limited exclusives of uh, Medicom. 12-inch Darth Vader real action hero. 
sounds like a G.I. Joe. <laughs> 12-inch Luke Skywalker, real action hero. And a 12 mas- inches. 12 inches. And a master replica. <laughs> I'm sorry. 12-inch action hero? Okay. okay. No, no, no. okay. Just cut it out. You know. <laughs> Fucking cut it out. <laughs> master replica Starcorp's trooper helmets. Uh, which promised to be either very, very nice or very deceitful. I'm not sure yet. I'll await some uh, customers' uh, comments on those because they promise to be very interesting. And our friends from Slave One in Japan actually put us a little video online of the upcoming remote-controlled R2-D2 action figure. And uh, for those of you who who really want to laugh, I'm just going to... How small it is. Is it? It's actually the uh, the same size of the, the, the three quarter inch uh, action figures. And it's remote. And it's remote. That's pretty cool. Man. It's it's really cool, and the video is really funny as well. You gonna put the link in the chat? The link is in the chat. Thank you very much. Matthew. For for the news itself, click just click this go see the flick, because it's really funny. It, like no, I can't imagine. Aren't you just click, just like tabs over. All the fan with cats. (laughs) You know, the cats running around (laughs) in the little RTU. It doesn't seem to be going like really, really fast. Okay. But I'm sure we could speed things up, like put a 9 volt battery in there or something. (laughs) Where? (laughs) Up his butt. (laughs) Smash and I'll find a way. (laughs) Had the hast. And Revenge of the Sith Evolutions goes from. Evolution? Yep. Uh, can I finish? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> it goes from creepy to old and creepy and full-blown creep show. Basically, it's going to be a set of three action figures c- from Dark Maul to Dooku and Emperor Palpatine. For some reason, skipping our friend Anakin, probably because he redempted himself before he died. And uh, they're fully clothed, fully weaponed, fully armed, and fully dangerous. And this promises to be a very nice little kit for those collectors out there, but the, the the quality of the action figures I actually lack a little bit of you know proper respect for what Hasbro has put out in the past few uh, few years. So a little deceived there, but other than that, everything's really nice and funny. And our friends over at Rebel Scum, we don't need those Rebel Scums. No, I don't have the, the clip. No, I know you don't have the clip, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, they actually released the picture of the upcoming TIE pilot figures that comes with a TIE fighter. Or is it the TIE fighter that comes with a TIE f- pilot? We are not sure. To be very honest, those are ugly! <laughs> this, it's basically the 97 model remold into like a new box. Cheaper plastic and... And cheaper plastic and cheaper paint and... It's, it's cheaper. Made in China. It's basically exactly the same thing. If you already have one, don't buy one. It says new larger scale wings. I. That's all they changed. Apparently, they changed it. Honestly, from what the, from from the pictures, from what I see, I don't see that big a change. You know what? I'm sure. I'm sure they just like reduced the the, the cockpit, the double in the middle, yeah. or something. I don't know. But the box is like kind of interesting because it's actually made around the wings. So it's hexagonal. So they're they're hexagonal boxes. So that's cool. It's keep it boxed. <laughs> it's a nice look. Keep it boxed. That's right. And this pretty much concludes the news in terms of collecting for okay. today. Okay. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. 
If you're home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. And we're back uh, for the fan audio news. Here are the fan audio news that are listed at StarWarsFanWorks.com. First, StarWars.com Hyperspace Audio Cast Series has continued with a trio of new recordings. The new recordings are from the three sessions that George Lucas himself held at Celebration Tree. So basically, uh, I didn't listen to them. Did you? I listened to the first one because it's the one I attended. Okay. And I wanted to, you know, remember all that for mm-hmm. what I graded so painfully during that night. Is the quality good or is it's, it crappy as the uh, as the other uh, the first audio cast? You know, I still have to listen to those first okay. audio cast, but the the quality I find is just about is as good as our show. Okay. Is it recorded from the audience or or well, from a mixed table? It, no, it, it seems to be like recorded from a mixed table, but. It actually catches the sound of the okay. ambience and the audience, and all that. So, but it's 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 a, it's a good recording. You okay. you, can, you can actually like understand everything that's being said. But you know, mm-hmm. come on, put the freaking video up there. We know you have it. You just like put like little tiny little pieces of it to tease us fans. Mm-hmm. And now they come out with those audio like extracts. Like listen to what. To what George Lucas repeated for the past 15 minutes. The, basically, but I think you know the what? O- I'm really glad because our friend CC Banana must be on there. Mm-hmm. But the uh, they probably put the uh, the audio cast because they can put the full length uh, panel because in video it would take freaking it's 15 minutes long. Yeah, but three times. Let's let's comparate download it. and let's think about it like com- in comparison to the, uh, the 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 making of which are what five minutes at least and uh, basically that's it you've got like maybe three times the the download time from a regular uh, web documentary mm-hmm. so it's you know what I'd wait that long okay but Not if they the if they put the half an hour half an hour three times in video it's not really half an hour no. Okay. Well, but still, there, <laughs> there there are compressions ways out there. You can put it live stream, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm sure they, if someone uh, can pull it off, you know what? You know they what the can pull it off. You know what the problem is? I'm sorry. Aren't you paying for this? Yeah, I am. Yeah, ouch! They're cheap bastards. <laughs> I'm not paying for it anymore. Ha ha! You didn't renew? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, give us money. <laughs> like okay. one second though. <laughs> no. Next, like I had been to hyperspace since the movie came out. No, no, we no. Need I know exactly what it is. Like you guys are like, oh, if we need something, we'll ask Sebastian. No, I have uh, other people. Yeah, we know you have other people. It's okay. I'm not the only one in your life. Okay, sure. Because you're 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 working too much. <laughs> no. Okay. Next, Star Wars <laughs> FM uh, as a new show out. It's uh, Article Orange. Friends, in which they review and discuss the recent Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. Did you, anybody of you, did see that? No. Me neither. Tim, I you, don't read you know comics. Burton is a full of shit. Okay. <laughs> and I don't mind Johnny Depp, but like purple suits him way too well. <laughs> also, I, 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 
didn't want to see it. The original's too good. Okay. Yeah. I there's, no, there's no reason to remake it. Okay. And next, Chrono Radio number 22, A Kind of Magic, featuring discussion on the parallels between Star Wars and Harry Potter, and the question of whether the Force better resemble magic or psi power. I can mention also that there's a Star Wars on direct behind the scenes segment in Chrono Radio. Uh, Ooh, I'm going to have to go listen to that. Yes. Because I want to know what goes on behind the scenes here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you, you will learn what what I do when you're not here. We're just too busy, you know, doing yeah, it. Yeah, so we just don't research. realize it. We're doing research, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's do right. Do 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 do. <laughs> Keep up the good work, girls. <laughs> <laughs> also, Star Wars and Beyond returns with a new interview edition featuring the Logan Chronicle creator Michael Sheridan. The new series of Fan Audio Made Easy. I started with a new episode on how to easily record a audio interview for your fan-made radio show. And it's presented by Nathan Butler. And last, uh, Ron and Janine Garner from Requiem of the Outcast are to leave the show. The fan audio community just learned that Ron Garner has entered law school and the couple needs to move away. So Ron and Janine's goodbyes will be in September during the 23rd edition of Requiem of the Outcast. And that's ba basically it. Welcome to the Star Wars Sound Direct Community Update. I just want to mention, because it was actually posted so late that we couldn't mention it on the last show, but the Calgary Alberta Fan Force is actually learning the ways of the lightsaber, people. Yesterday was their first class with a Shaolin master who has over 18 years of Shaolin training. Very cool. Ooh. Dude. I want to move to Alberta now. <laughs> <laughs> you can take those same classes here, Sebastian. I know, but the, the guy won't understand. <laughs> I mean, those... Okay. So, Ann Harbor is having a Fan Force uh, August meeting on August 7th. And uh, it's going to be at the Exp Espresso Royale, 2871 Carpenter Road. Uh, it's right off the US 23 Washtenaw Avenue toward... Ipsilanti turn right onto Carpenter Road, heading south. Okay, this is almost like reading Issa, Issa Mallory for the first time. <laughs> so, yeah, Han Arbor is having a Fan Force August meeting. Orange County is also having a Fan Force barbecue slash picnic on August 28th. Uh, 28th? 20th? 28th. 28th. 8th. So, so, no, it's not, it's not an 8th, it's 20th. 20th, yes, and yeah, it's 20th. And uh, it was a very uh, successful picnic last last time uh, f with the members from LA, San Diego, and uh, Tulare County Fan Force. So hopefully they'll have even more people that will be coming from the SoCal Fan Force this time as well. Uh, the barbecue will actually be held at Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. More details will follow. Please go to the boards uh, at the force.net, the fan force boards in the Orange County section for more information on that barbecue. So the Shenandoah Valley Haggis meeting is also taking place. 
people don't don't miss it. It's August 6th at 1 p.m. at the Daily Grind on Mainstream in front of Royal in Front Royal, Virginia. And Killeen Fanforce is also meeting on August 6th at 1 p.m. at the Irish Dragon Pub in the Killeen Mall. The address is 2100 South Southwest Young Drive. So if you want to join them, you can always go to the Fanforce boards. Feel free to check out your regions and see if there's not something coming up. And in other community news, Fanforce UK at Signatopia will be there. Uh, it's the Star Wars of the it's the weekend of the twenty the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth of August in Rotterdam at the Magna Center. A whole uh, load of great guests, talk dealers, and night party will be following up. Great Fanforce event UK. So you, you can actually contact Jaren via PM private messaging the RSA of Fanforce UK at the Fanforce boards again. And, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce today that, yes, Star Wars on Direct will most definitely be at SFX this year once again. And we will be having fun. This is just so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I feel important now. (laughs) So, we will be at SFX and we will be having fun. And, uh, yes, we will actually be in the suite at the Intercontinental, and we will most likely be broadcasting on the Saturday night uh, some kind of show. Some kind of show? We're we're not exactly sure what's going to be, but we're we're just hoping we're going to be able to broadcast (laughs) all together. But, yeah, we're going to be, like, it's probably going to be, like, mainly music and some short interviews with fans from over there. Uh, because we'll be trying a little Star Wars on Direct Party Ooh. on Saturday night after the masquerade. So this concludes the community update of Star Wars on Direct. And should I like go to the like? Yeah, I should yeah, introduce now. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're gonna be listening to Stormtrooper Bob number six, the Dune Sea. After a while, we'll be listening to it. We'll have actually a short sponsor break, and we'll be back on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with many guests for our main subject. Hi, this is Dario and Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stackpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. The Adventures of Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 6, The Dune Sea. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, after capturing Princess Leia on the Tantative Four, Stormtrooper Bob's squad has been sent to the surface of the desert world of Tatooine to find an escape pod that was ejected from the Tantative Four. We join Stormtrooper Bob now and his squad outside of their shuttle. Like we can get this stereo out of put two big fi- f- 
fat uh, 16-inch speakers on it, eh? And we can hook my 8-track up to it, all right? And, man, it would just be the rolling party. I'll bet we could pick up all kinds of hot chicks with that setup, eh? Oh, shut up, Lewis. Hey, Angus, how exactly did you get down here again? The captain ordered me on board another escape pod. They said I stunk up the latrines. Oh, my God, it is just so hot out here. And sand is getting in my armor. Okay, okay, let's just join the squad when they find the escape pod. Hey, look, Bob. Looks like droids, eh? And how do you figure that? Well, this little metal O-ring thing. That didn't come from the droid, you wanker. That's the O-ring from the escape pod. You wouldn't know an O-ring from a donut, you knob. Sir, it appears the escape pod has landed in this area. Why do you even bother to talk, I see you two? How else would I communicate, sir? Shut up. Look, I need to report to Vader that we found something. Now, what are we going to tell him? Oh, let's just tell him that we found some droid. Okay. Hey, hey, Lord Vader? Yeah, those were those were droids on board. Yeah, yeah, we'll hurry. No, I'll be there for Savic. Oh, okay, guys, he says we need to search for them droids. Which way should we go? Logic would dictate we follow the tracks. Shut up, droid. No one is listening. Hey, what's that building over there? Oh, it looked like a pallet. Okay, let's go. Let's get on the dewbacks and move out. We'll go ask them and see if they've seen anything. Hey, why are they making us ride these big lizards anyway? There are land speeders right over there, eh? Shut up, Lewis, and get on your dewback. Bob and his squad ride the dewbacks to the palace on Tatooine. Once the gate is reached, they knock on the door and a droid eye emerges. <laughs> Sir, the droid is asking us what our business here is. I'll tell you what our business it is. If you don't move aside, you little wee eyeball-looking robot, I'm going to kick your metal arse. Hey, how come the door is opening? I, well, I guess you have a thing with droids there, Angus. They want a wonder. Sir, this is Big Fortuna, Jabba the Hutt's Major Dormo. He welcomes the elite squad of the Emperor's Finest. And, uh, and an unknown relative. He asked us to follow him. An unknown relative? You mean a hut? I mean, there's no hut around here. It wasn't clear, sir, but I believe he does want us to follow him anyway. But, okay. That's a mutual. The exalted job of but you must hurry because he has a murder issue for Jenny Craig's. Uh, okay, this won't take long. Oh, that job is gigantic! Look at him! Shut up, eh? You're gonna get us in trouble again. Oh, that's a huge alien! God, his butt's in a different time zone than his belly! Hey, shut up, eh? Well, look at him! He's huge! I bet he's personally responsible for the world's food shortage! Hey, 
junk. We're going to get in trouble. He's going to find us. He's going to hear us. And then he's going to eat us. That wouldn't shock me. You don't see many aliens with their own gravitational pull. Would you two quit it? You're acting like children. Hey, is that nice noodles? They're my favorite band, eh? Uh, I need to go get an autograph. You mind if I... No, no, Gil. I don't want to hear it. Just, all of you be quiet. Sorry, Jabba. The men are just not that, not used to this kind of environment. The mighty Jabba shares your distress over the lack of good health these days. He also says that he is very happy to see an Imperial Stormtrooper, which is also of his race. The mighty Jabba also regrets to inform you that he has seen no droids. Hut, hut and the Stormtroopers? What, what are you talking about? The mighty Jabba points out that one standing next to you. I think he's talking about you, Angus. <laughs> hey, that's not funny. Shut up before I hurt you. Hey, Jabba, those wouldn't happen to be frogs in that bowl over yonder, would there? <laughs> Why, yes, they are. Would you like one? Yeah, don't mind if I do. You're nasty, eh? Come on, it's my favorite song, eh? Play it! Who need that? No, no, no! Oh, Lawa! Who need that? Hey, this is Jabba the Hutt's palace. Shut up, I see you Okay, Jabba, so you ain't seen no droids? Oh, you might No, I'm afraid the exalted Jabba has not seen any droids. You don't know where we could find some, maybe, do you? Ah, not a you might would like to check with the Jawas. They are creatures that roam the wasteland looking for droids and other spare parts. They may have more information. After physically removing Lewis away from the Scythe's noodles, the squad goes out to track down the Jawas. Will Bob kill ICU2? Will Lewis marry Scythe's noodles? Will Angus get mistaken for a hut? Join us next time for our spine tickling episode of. Stormtrooper Bob! This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by Tatooine Frogs, the other, other white meat. This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by www.jeditalk.com. Playing narrator and Angus, Ian McCormack. Francis, Lewis, and the translator droid for Jabba the Hutt was played by... Mark Henderson. Bob, I see you too. We're played by Eugene Cash. Join us next week for our next fine tingling episode of Stormtrooper Bob.
every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, Viceroy. Roger, Roger. All Star Wars and Direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by your team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. This is Michael Sheard, Admiral Ozzel from The Empire Strikes Back. And you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And now is the time of the actual main subject of today, comparing fandom. And I got Brian like doing weird finger signs at me. Well... Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so basically, I don't know anything about fandom except Star Wars. So, you guys uh, watch sci-fi all the time? So we're on our own. Bring out the beer. <laughs> we're going to need it. So, you did mention Star Trek, Stargate, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, The Matrix. I actually added anime. Yeah, yeah. List, just to piss off Brian. I added Buffy and Angel, whatever. Oh yeah, bu- yeah, true. Buffy Angels. Uh, Farscape maybe. Oh yeah, Farscape is a big crowd as well. Others, Firefly. Firefly, yeah, yeah, yeah it's you know after it's the movie it it will be bigger. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't know. I'll I'll have to wait. I'll have to see the DVD. I'll have to. I have to see the movie. I know. You pirate! <laughs> I own them. Oh, that's good. Don't you too? No. Somebody uh, loan loan them to me. Oh, no. not not loan, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's it. You didn't rent them for anything. Anyhow, so like, st- uh, I think that the oldest fandom out there is Star Trek. Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doctor, yeah. Who. Doctor but Who and Star Trek. But and how do you define a fandom? Basically, first. Are you, I, I, do you have to have activities with fans out of watching uh, the actual thing or to be a fandom? I think they have to be active. Yeah, yeah. That's all you have to do. You just have to be, you know, you have to talk about it and, you know... No matter how many of you there are. And just, yeah, exactly. No matter how small or big, it's just you have to be into it. You have to be passionate about it. You have to be active. You have to love it. What is active? Active means basically that's what you just said, like talking about it. Like if we were to have a very nice discussion about Doctor Who right now, it'd be like I remember back in 1987 when I was watching it on PBS, and it, just the music would freak me out. But then those people would get into that really small, tiny little like telephone boot and end up in like this huge ship. Okay. Which really didn't help my like further development, but 
I mean, you were hindered by Doctor Who. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> Traumatized. I refused to watch Doctor Who. And my ma- my mother just made, like made me sit in front of the TV and like watch Doctor Who. You're gonna like this. I didn't. I never did. It's that would things. explain a lot. It's one of these <laughs> things that never, never really like. It never hooked you. Never really hooked me. And you know what? Original Star Trek, I can go with maybe one or two episodes. Don't ask me which ones right now, because I have no clue. But I'm pretty sure I could probably like like one or two of these episodes. Voyager, I, I loved it. Uh, Ikasho mentioned in the chat Pokemon. Yeah, that's anime. That's yeah. Anime. Okay. Yeah. But uh, back to Star Trek. Star Trek, I think, is... The oldest. No, the Doctor most, yeah. The biggest and oldest... I think it's is it still the biggest? Down. No, it's slowing down. Mm-hmm. I think it's slowing down because it's not as cool as it used to be. Like, I'm a big fan of the original series, man. My dad got those on DVD, the box sets. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I love watching it. They must the be action. funny. They're cheesy and funny and just kind of goofy, and you go with it, and it's funny, and you laugh. And it's going to be fun. It's fun. They're fun. They're funny stories. But and they have a great fandom. I think they're one of the. They are what made fandoms. But they've like they've showed people what fandoms can do. You know, they got a NASA shuttle renamed. Come on, or their NASA NASA prototype. Come on, <laughs> the Enterprise. It's a shuttle. Mm-hmm. It's a space shuttle. Like yeah, that that's big. That will most probably never fly now. <laughs> well, it'll never fly again. It was a prototype to start with. Yeah, but they could have they could actually have turned it for a certain cost into an actual shuttle, but. But do you think Star Trek fandom, yes, inspired all the, the fandom following, but you think it, it got a bad rap and all the other fandom kind of I got the same... So. I think that, you know, there's always a few bad apples. And, you know, the few bad apples ruin the bunch. Now we, you know, I guess some people would see Sebastian as a bad apple. <laughs> some of them. I, I disagree with them because Sebastian is a harmless. He's just very passionate. Some people are scared <laughs> by that. You. Thank you. That I'm passionate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Some would say crazy, insane, unstable, <laughs> chemically unbalanced. Did we chemically <laughs> unbalanced? I like that one. <laughs> did we mention Stargate? Yeah, Stargate we did. is new, yeah. though. Okay. Stargate's happened yeah. in the last ten years. Yes. But it grew, like, really rapidly. Oh, and geez. not with the movie itself, but with the actual the TV, TV shows. I watch and the TV show. I love it. That's great. I mean, it's, 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 always, it's always funny to see that fandom can actually unite a group of people so in such a major fashion but they will actually fight over the tiniest stupid little things for instance Stargate uh, there's a Stargate group in Vancouver one in Toronto there's one in Montreal and there's a bunch all over there the United is? States yes. yeah it's a G- SG25 cool is in Montreal SG16 is in uh, Toronto and I think it's SG17 in Vancouver but I'm not I'm not certain SG-1 must be in the U.S.? I don't think there's actually an SG-1 okay, because just because they're like... On the TV. Yeah, yeah okay. it says... There are 18 SGs. Okay. Yeah. And uh, basically that's it. It's they, they're, they were actually fighting over a patch question oh. during T-Track. Okay. Which is basically like, oh, the patch is better, m- much better, better well done here in Canada than over there and come on it's like yeah but it's not as accurate as in the TV show but it's a freaking patch okay does uh, does the fandom are not threatened no not threatened but uh, uh, are 
No, it's it's not written down. Is a fandom based on a TV show or movie? Are you, say, are, are you saying is, is there like rivalries? Is one fandom better than another? No, that's w- we'll get to that. But uh, are the people uh, treating fans of a movie franchise or television television franchise differently that than a literature? Fandom like Harry Potter and Lord of oh the Rings. Oh boy! Now you've just opened a can of worms. This is oh no! Thing. Yes, yes. Oh no! Yes, yes. Oh a can no. of worms because oh it's no, all no. this elitist view that you know, like TV and yeah. media. It's all crap. Actually, it's, it's actually, bad culture. No. Yeah, actually, no. I'm, That's I'm, a problem. I'm, that I'm gonna have to fight about this. See, I'm gonna have to fight about worms. this. I have a good <laughs> example, dude. That's okay, but I'm gonna have to fight about okay. this. The so most, uh, the yeah, wait, wait, wait. Actual, actually, the most war will actually come between those two fandoms. They will actually come between the media fandom and the literature fandom, and that's where the big wars will happen. But for people out there who can actually see us dress up as Harry Potter or dress up as a Klingon. If we're both walking down the street all together, they're not going to say, oh, that guy is dressed up as Harry Potter. He's, more, he's much better than the guy dressed up as a Jedi or as a Klingon right next to him. They're just going to say, freaks! Run away. That's no, what I'm going to say. No, inside for, the no, a comparison. People standing in line for Star Wars, they're freaks. People standing in line to buy the Harry Potter book, oh, that's cool. It all depends on your point of view. Yeah. It's and always a question of point of view. And I did you, both. You, so. you could do the same with uh, sci-fi, sci-fi, and fantasy. Any sci-fi seems to be less accepted than fantasy. Any other movie? Stealth. Nobody standing in line to go see Stealth this past weekend. I actually chose to go see Star Wars instead of Stealth, but it looks like a very good movie. What's the point? Dude, it has Jessica Biel. <laughs> what's the point? Uh, besides Jessica Biel. The, 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 the point, uh, what's your point? The point, the, the, the point is actually that it's, as Brian was saying, it's, it's always a, point of, a question of point of view. And it's, it's not only a point of view in, in terms of fandom people, or people that are actually part of the fandom, but it's also a question of people that are outside the fandom. That are actually looking at us. That are actually judging us. If I may be so bold as to use that word, because that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're not going to say they are. Of course not. They're going to fight. Be bad. But because that would be bad. It's like racism. It's like those people are Star Wars fans. I'm not going to hire a Star Wars fan. You would be surprised in yeah, Europe. Yeah, no, no, in I know. Europe, people, who, uh, teachers who know you're a Star Wars fan can give you a bad time. Why? Because you're a Star Wars fan, or you. you See, that's discrimination right there. Yeah. Jeez. No. But so that's like one story. Yeah, that's it. But let's not generalize around mm-hmm. all the teachers. Or anything. But uh, I'm sure literature is like the elitism you, you're talking about. You read, it's more, more accept, yeah. intellectual. Yeah, more intellectual yeah. than looking Star Trek. Or there's, a, there's a lot of actual sci-fi flicks and fantasy flicks that are actually coming straight from books. Lord yeah. of the Rings Narnia Narnia mm-hmm. Potter Yeah But Going to see Lord of the Ring I, It's basically also fantasy Fantasy has more fans Than sci-fi I don't know if that's true I'm What yeah. about Star Wars? Star Wars is huge man Yeah But Star Wars Like Fantasy Fantasy uh, you're saying Is more accepted Yeah No but There's more people Because of women Women like More fantasy and there is less women liking science fiction. Maybe less nowadays, 
but fantasy is like uh, Middle Ages and all those things, the princesses and blah blah blah. No. Uh, I, I I I have to disagree. I think that there's uh, they're they're both you know maybe now equally equally discriminated against. If you're going to discriminate, people are going to do it equally because you're still considered freaks. But uh, comparing the fandom, I think uh, something like uh, you know Harry Potter isn't seen the same way as Star Wars. And yet, I'm sure that those people actually saw you guys waiting in line for the book. Who would actually have crossed the street exactly at the same like time, a few blocks down the street, uh, a few weeks earlier, would have said would have said exactly the same thing to those waiting in line to f- for Star Wars. It's like these people are crazy. Uh, They're waiting to see a movie. At an example: the media coverage for Star Wars. Look at those freaks! Blah, blah, blah. Y- y- you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. And for Harry Potter. Oh, no, the reporter is there. There's child in costume. It's the kids, the, the kids. kids change it all. That's, That's it. it, you know. And it, it was okay to wait in line for Harry Potter because of the kids. Yeah, there, there were, were kids in Star Wars. Le- yeah. Let's face it. Let's face it. You're not gonna have like two magician actually fighting over like a sorcerer's sort of like fight with wands and thing like that in the Harry Potter line. But you're gonna have folks like people are dressed up. People, people are dressed up, though. There were a lot of people dressed up. I was surprised when I went to go to Indigo. A lot of people dressed yeah, up. Yeah, but they they just look as if they're coming out of their uh, their like graduation or something. No, no, they had Halloween costumes and witches and hats and wands, and there were people dressed up as characters from the book. Yeah, man, that's it's good. Pretty hardcore. Yeah, if if they're not if there are characters that are not in the movies yet. And there's people dressed up as like they're in the book. Damn, it's expanded universe. <laughs> no, it's not expanded. No, there's no, yeah, I know, but there's canon. canon. Watch out, man. <laughs> Books are canon. Movies aren't. Guys, this will be for another topic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but no. Honestly, it's I. I think that in the 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 fandom universe, you actually have the the literature literature fan and the movie fans, which are also called media fans because usually it's movie and televisions are put together. And the lit fans will actually shun a lot upon the the, the, the the media fans. I don't know why. I actually put a lit fan like back in his shoes at a lit convention which I attended a few uh, a, a few months ago. And she's like, what are you doing here? You don't read books. I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh yeah, name me some hotters. Greg Bear, Tolkien. Oh, you're up early this morning. <laughs> See, she she was like, okay, well maybe he reads. Oh, maybe I misjudged him. Yes, people, I do have time to read from time. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, Wookiemart uh, mentioned uh, we have to differentiate between organized fandom and not so organized one. What can you tell about that? Star Wars is kind of organized. I would say Star Wars is organized in the I think Star Wars is one of the most organized. I I'm not sure. Was Star Trek organized back in the yes. days, no? Yes. I don't Star know Trek wasn't as organized as Star Wars is today. Uh in the in the the fashion that Star Wars actually has some community boards where you can just go and dress up regularly and just have a beer with some Star Wars fan and say, "Well, Greedo should have shot first. 
that's that's one of the things you can do. But you can also be, well, I want to be a Jedi, so I'm going to go on this Jedi costuming website, which is the Jedi Assembly for, for this instance. And they're going to be, okay, well, that's how you could actually do a communicator and blah, blah, blah. They're going to help you out and make a costume. That's really nice. Same thing with the 501st or the Rebel Legion for the more rebel costumes. And this is more organization than what Star Trek had because I don't actually think Star Trek had this more community side to it or the they more through, through z- the more through zines and newsletters and conventions there were in and the closet it was in the, in the closet fandom and, the, and, 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 and except for some exception like we seen trekkies but yeah and and the also the other thing is uh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 federation fans you know they they just didn't have like big worldwide organized group for the Federation. But I think Star Wars got the internet to to be to organized, help it, yeah. to help organize. All new fandoms like Star Wars and everything, they, they had internet to organize. Yeah, but it just actually happened all by itself. Mm. Star, yeah, yeah, Star Trek could actually have used... Star Trek actually is sort of a pioneer in that fashion of the fanzines and all that. Uh, but, And I'm going to have to say it, it's the Klingon that started it all. The Klingons actually made, made like the first like fanzines and all that, in that fashion, and I'm sure there were Doctor Who fanzines before that. But I'm just saying that in terms of community and all, it was the Klingon with their ships and fighting war against other people at conventions and stuff like that, in the room parties after the conventions was happening. That that's what actually started the the the, the movement and all that. And the further generation down the road, like me, sort of learned from that, in a way. Because I, I, I do remember, like, five years ago when I went to my first Toronto track, there was this big Klingon karaoke party and all those Klingon room parties and all that. And five years down the road, we're, we actually end up with only a Klingon karaoke. Which is, like, you know, sad for the... Lame? No, it's not, it's not lame. Klingons can sing really well. It's just sad for... That Star Trek fandom has slowed down. Yeah, that's it. And... I don't, uh, I don't think it will, it will die eventually, as the people get old. Because there's nothing planned for Star Trek. Maybe a movie at some point in the future, maybe. See, but what? See, the problem is all, all Paramount. Paramount's a problem right now for them because they've just changed administration, and Paramount is not respecting their fans. You know, like even Star That's Wars new. fans are really well respected compared oh, yeah, to cool. the Star Trek fans. The Star Trek fans went out and they raised like what five million dollars to raised it. Yeah. Wow. Like to get Star Trek back on the air, and Paramount says fuck off. We keep the money. <laughs> no, they didn't keep the money. Okay. The money went back, or it went to charity. It, it, it's ludicrous. They, it's like they, we just want this franchise to die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We need to stop this, and it's stupid. I don't think that uh, anyway. Some someone over at Paramount is actually thinking we're overdoing it, and I'm not going to blame them on that because Star Trek has gone really far. Are we ready for like a whole new series and all that? You know, Enterprise and really like started off fairly well, but took a really bad turn. Uh a lot of people are not going to like me for saying that, but Brennan Bragg really got to be laid off. It's like, it's one of the writers. For okay. This guy has got to go, because he's way too much into tra- time travel. 
So, you know, put him in something like Doctor Who. He'll, he'll perform well. <laughs> like time traveling and all that. Time traveling in Star, in Star Trek, damn. It was really overused. Yeah. Anyway, I think that they got away from what Star Trek really is. And yeah. I think my mother said it the best. If you watch Enterprise, it wasn't funny anymore. Everything else was good. It just wasn't funny anymore. Like, they had a little bit of humor, but they took themselves way, way, way too seriously. They wanted to do something like real life, with they drama took, and no they took humor. It too seriously. Okay. And uh, I don't know anything about Buffy. Uh, is there a Matrix community I out I there? I don't think so. I like the, the reloaded and uh, yeah, reloaded and I'll what's the other one? Revolutions. They killed that. I'll be I'll be most very honest with you. There are still Matrix fans out there. Some people that will actually dress up like Trinity or Neo or. Mm-hmm. Morpheus or whatever, but mostly online, and even online, I'm not. I I don't think there's actually a community over there that that actually spawned and just like growth. Maybe after and the grew, first one, there movie. was. Yeah, yeah, after the first one, but after but the third it one, it was too long between. No, I think that the movie sucked too bad. Okay. Yeah, it's just a question of like the Warchewski brother doing a really bad job releasing <laughs> the two other movies. Um, also, Martin in the chat is reminding us that Star War- that sorry Star Trek is continuing through fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. So they're staying. They're still they're, they're books. Going, they're they're still going, official books. Yeah. Yeah. Also. They're going back to their roots, really, which okay. is you know fan run. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of uh, fan fan run movie making that's happening yeah. out there. Oh. Uh, the new voyage. The new voyages. Yeah, the new voyages and all that. What? Which some stars yeah, it's, a it's a fan yeah. film series. It's a fan film series. It's it's Martin. Fuck Fiel. Paramount. <laughs> no, they're, they're making it under Paramount's. They're, Paramount's letting them do it. Okay. So you want to pay for it? Go ahead. It's like, don't ask us for money, but sure, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like if if it worked for Star Wars, maybe we'll like calm down the franchise or something. Okay. You, know. you two uh, are young enough. For Buffy and Angel, what Buffy what? and Angel are I really don't big have a fan clue. fiction. Okay, the fan fiction, huge. Well, I think his like fan fictions actually touch everybody, every fan. I know, but like, but these mainly are huge with Buffy and Angel. Mainly Buffy, Angel, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. I think it's the fantasy element. It's that really incredible. Get, gets the yeah. women because they. I I don't know, but it seems more women like. There is a lot like of women in that. Yeah. It's fantasy also. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's more women in fantasy. That's why science no, fiction. No, you said there's more fans in fantasy, and there is. No, 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 no. There I is mentioned earlier that yeah, women like women. more like yeah, okay. more fantasy. That's why the fantasy fan fantasies fandom are you are bigger than maybe not Star Wars, but there's more women in fantasy. So maybe it's more accepted by that. Because sci-fi fans, especially male, are geeks that know that don't have girlfriends, and basically that's the, the that's stereotype. A typical, that's a typical stereotype. Judgment, yeah. yeah, that's it, basically. But Lord of the Ring, there freaking lots of lots of women who likes Lord of the Ring. Yeah, but you have a lot of strong women in yeah. the story. Yeah, you know, Star Wars, you, you, have you have. Yeah. Galadriel yeah. M- Maybe not Padme In <laughs> episode 3 But In in, in all the uh, Dude she can run With a p- pregnant Pregnant belly <laughs> And quite yeah, fast on, Quite fast I might add You know But in, in Star Trek There's strong women uh, I think there's A Captain couple Captain Janeway Okay you know? She kicked ass You know There's strong women too But why It's not like Princesses I don't know <laughs> 
they, they, they like more fantasy. Ikastro is mentioning that most fandoms have actually uh, multiplayer, um, massive multiplayer online games like Star Wars Galaxy, Star Trek Online coming soon apparently, Matrix Online, Hogwarts Online, and on oh and on. Oh damn! <laughs> you know what? I only no. have one thing. I only have one thing to say about that. We saw what happens with Star Wars Galaxies. I I, I would play. What Hogwarts Online? <laughs> yeah, very much. That sound effect was really good. <laughs> it's like yeah, you will lose your life yep. and your girlfriend. Ouch, that's harsh. No, she'll join him. Oh, you don't want their virtual life, and, and, and they'll want be a real life with her. They'll, they'll be just like Ron and Hermione. 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 I'm sorry. Hermione. Hermione. So uh, yeah. is. Is Star Wars a, a better fandom than all the others? Is Star Wars a better fandom than all the others? Wait, actually, we didn't touch on Firefly. Okay, go Firefly ahead. Firefly is very young, and the reason it's kept so like strong is because people have Firefly parties. Oh, where they, everybody gets together and like watch yeah. the DVDs. They watch the DVDs. I think I'm trying to get one going. And Firescape uh, with with uh, Edna from the chat. Who cool. see you sometimes there? Who okay. have a Firefly party? It, where people it, dress up as Firefly characters. Oh, I like the the Captain the uh, Captain Captain Re- Reynolds. Yeah, there was I like Jane uh, also. Jane, I'm going as Jane. There, there was a live journal, uh, like kind of test where you could like picture which character you were mm. uh, in the in Firefly. I ended up being the captain. <laughs> but you know, if I'm still in Montreal and you have a Firefly. Uh, Firefly evening, yeah, or uh, like fan- not fandom, and you were you want trying to start a a Firefly what evening a party? Okay, a party, yeah, I would go. And since my girlfriend saw all the Firefly episodes, maybe she w- she would go also. Oh, that, that, that's a bad idea. <laughs> everyone everyone at my house too loves Firefly. Once since I got the, the the box set, my sister Stephanie started watching them at four o'clock in the afternoon. And went through the whole thing in one night. Mm-hmm. But I think the fire, the f- Firefly fandom will rise exponentially after, after Serenity. After Serenity. Oh yeah, the new trailer looks amazing. Because w- from what I don't go to sci-fi convention, but when I read the guests, the, there's people from Firefly often. Oh yeah, who are guests at convention. So there's still a lot of people like. Yeah, but then the again, like. Uh, Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy, will be at SFX. She goes to a lot of cons. You know, she's a very nice woman. Mm-hmm. She's very friendly. She's gonna. She's been there for like she's been in the convention circuit for a long time now, and uh, it's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's basically like uh, she she likes doing it, and people like to see her again and again and again. The thing I, uh, we could say about Star Wars fans and fandom, it's the most patient fandom. <laughs> waiting, in, waiting in line is nothing. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Did you six, when uh, Star Trek went off the air in what 68, 69, and they wait? How long was okay, it before yeah. you got another movie? It was 1980. That was 11 years. And they were and between nothing. Star Wars movie uh, between but you had 1983 to 91 and then we started getting new content. Yeah, I'm actually thinking like for how long it took us to actually have the Star Wars DVDs. 
Well, we kept on pressuring them and we got them. <laughs> but if you count only the movies, Star Wars fans waited a long time, 16 years. It's a long time. Very long. And in fan activities, there were unbeatable. unbeatable. Yeah. Waiting in line and yeah. all those crappy things. All those no. crappy, crappy things? things. It's like most of the most yeah. fun you have. It's the most. Yeah, fun it depends have. on the weather. <laughs> the weather is just a part of the game. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. You know, I was showing James footage from the George Lucas line, uh-huh. and he was just like, "Wow, that guy's crazy." It's like Sebastian's <laughs> sick. Yeah, he was like, and Sebastian waited out like this. <laughs> Yes, he did. All right. Well, we're going to have our first call right now. We're going to be calling uh, D-Loss. Warn him. Yes. Wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 2 o'clock, uh, maybe later. Uh, dude, my computer is burning. <laughs> so it's Michael. Hopefully, it's a good, it's, uh, the good number. Hello. Hello, Michael. How do you? Hello, Eden. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it in the uh, UK? Just turned quarter past one in the morning. Oh, damn. <laughs> you must be a, a great fan to listen to us because, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll take it later. Okay. Uh, what are. Shall we say? <laughs> yeah, what do you think about uh, the different fandom you mentioned in your. In an email that you were a fan of different not franchises, but uh, uh, can you expand on that? Yeah. Um, aside from Star Wars, um, I'm also in. Um, I'm also involved in another community of um, of an author called Anne McCaffrey. I don't know if, you, if you've heard of her. No. What? Uh, it's a writer. She's a writer. Yeah. She, she writes. I want to say science fiction because if she heard me say that, she'd kill me. Because she doesn't consider herself a, fa- a science fiction writer. She considers herself a fantasy writer. She writes mainly about dragons. Okay. But oh, she also does spaceships and colonization and stuff like that. And um, they have... We, there's, a, there's, an old, there's a website called org, um, which is run by the fans. It was originally on her site, but due to politics and stuff, it got pulled. Is there a big fandom for that? Oh yeah, yes. there's a chat room on yeah. on the website where all her fans can actually go and talk about it and talk about everything else as well. And when it was on the old site, Anne actually used to come in and visit. Nice. The so you really got the integration with, with the author herself. Granted, she is 78 years old now. Can you give us a figure on how big it is compared to the Star Wars fandom? Oh, uh, for example, very, very small. Very small, okay. Yeah, I mean we, I mean at DragonCon they have a have a sort of a, 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 their own section called Weirfest, and there's usually what about nearly a hundred people there. I mean if Anne to if Anne goes, you can be sure at least double that, if treble that. Okay. That's the last three years, so it's. And do you think there's a? a big difference in fandom between literature and, let's say, TV and movies? Excuse me. Um, I've not really noticed it, but I don't really look... Unlike some people who look for all these things, I don't. And I just... I think there is one, but it's, 
I think sometimes people just make more of it, more out of something than there really is. But maybe that's just my viewpoint. <laughs> okay. And uh, do the uh, the fan of the the author you were mentioning, uh, do they are they doing like? Uh, Meeting in real life or something like that, or yeah. Um, as I was saying, there's a panel, there's um, a mini convention within DragonCon called Weirfest, oh. which and and it's uh, held every year at DragonCon, and I don't know how many years it's been going now. Not the convention, but the panel, the, uh, the mini convention within it, and yeah, and for se several years I'm gone herself. She lives in Ireland, so you know, talking about a long flight for her. And it's always popular, and we get everyone from the website, and there are even little sort of mini little gathers. You know, people say living in the LA area meet up, and you know, at someone's house and have a you know a little you know co coffee morning sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if there's uh, a lot of fandoms in literature that we don't know about maybe for Anne Rice you know the vampire thing and I, I don't know I've maybe really uh, because uh, it uh, we know Lord, Lord of the Ring basically we know uh, w what you just mentioned Dragon's Apprentice okay uh, is there uh, and Harry Potter but besides that in the literature we don't really know uh, what's how the Battle fandoms are Babylon 5 grew like kept on growing with uh, the, the literature Uh, so did Space Above and Beyond. Uh, there, there were a few books written after the series was, was cancelled by Fox. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've loved them. I was, I'm a huge, and I mean a huge Babylon 5 fan, and I've, I've loved that. And I've got all the um, magazine articles that were done for it in um, an official magazine, and I just love rereading it. And it's, it's I just. I just like meeting people, chatting with them, and, you know, it's, you know, the person might be, you know, a, you know, could, could be, you know, a real pain in the arse, you know, other, you know, in real, you know, in other, other towns, but, you know, if then, if then, you know, then, you know, if they're in character and they're being nice, I don't bother me, because I've, I've met some people and they're really nice, and then I later found out that when other people have met them, they've been a real pain in the arse, so it's... <laughs> It is, it, it is really true that you know there's there's a different kind of of spectrum for all the fans of all different fandoms, uh, but in literature itself, uh, people seem to to be more knowledgeable about what's happening. Mm. I'll, give you, I'll, give, I'll give you an example of, uh, of how I got into fandom. When I first came on the internet, it must be nine, ten years ago. I've seen that one. That sounds sad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to I used to only go on for what um, six hours six hours a week, three hours on Friday and three hours on Saturday, because that's all could afford the phone because of the cost and everything at the time. Um, I used to go to a website called the Web Chat Broadcasting System. It's now down, Danum, Danum, uh, and on it and the chat rooms for Star Trek, Star Wars, X Files. You know, you know, even just on countries and everything. And on a quiet, on a quiet, on a, on a quiet day, there were around 2,000 people in the entire site. And in the Star Wars website, website chat room itself, there was around 15 to 20 people most of the time. Nice. And at, and at the busiest time I ever saw it before it went down, 
There were over 4,000 people on the entire chat server. So, that, that's and, a lot of participation. And it was always busy, and there was... And the first, I think, and the first time I really got into fandom was when um, a guy called Sean Fitzgibbon, wherever he is, he set up a group called the Endor Elders, and there was just a fun little group of, of Star Wars fans who just talked about Star Wars. I think there were about a dozen of us in the end. And we just, you know, had a little fun meeting and stuff, and we had great fun. And then when, I've forgotten who it was, something like Go Network took over, they shut, they shut, shut a load of the rooms down, and it just died after that. That's sure. All right. Well, we'll have to let you go on that, uh, Delos. Thank you very much for being with us again tonight. Okay, no problem. So have a good night. Have a good night. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Michael. Yeah. We'll we'll talk to you next time. Bye. All right. Wow. Dragons of Pern. I totally forgot that. Hand Dragons. Mac Dragons of Pern by Han McCaffrey. Of Pern. Pern. P E R N. Wow. It's like this whole mythological world with dragons and all. It's it's really interesting. The books go by like that. Next time you're in chapters, Wait, just take a look in the fans. To have a fandom in literature, you must write a lot. Oh, there's there's like tons of books. Just like uh, what's Dave Duncan? Dave Duncan, the sword, uh, the sword okay. and the sorcerer and stuff. And like that. maybe Forgotten Realms. You know, the this yeah. There's a lot of authors, but it's basically Dungeon Ravenloft and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. The, the 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 D and D's uh, series that spawned off there, mm -hmm. like Warhammer, Mech Warrior, if you also and all that. So okay, now we will call Mr. Butler. So wait, I need to find the number. Here it is. And hey, we're joined now by Nathan Butler. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> so you're a big sci-fi fan, right? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> so basically, uh, uh, do you participate in different fandoms besides Star Wars? Uh, to a degree. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Stargate and Farscape and a few other series like that. I've done... Uh, I've done some online reviews and still haven't shown up. They're, they're still going through and editing them and whatnot for GateWorld.net, which is a big Stargate website. But it's it not... I, I wouldn't say that I've so much in the in the other fandoms because most of the other fandoms don't have the level of participation that I would think of, you know, having spent so much time doing the Star Wars fandom stuff. Like, okay. most, of, most of the stuff that I've seen when you go into, like, Farscape fandom, right... Farscape fandom seems much more organized in the sense that, you know, they had the big drives, you know, to save the show and to get the miniseries made and all that kind of stuff. But most of the stuff that I've seen when it comes to, like, where the, they tend to gather is just the, you know, regular old message board things you see with pretty much any franchise. And the only thing that really distinguishes it is that huge, you know, dedication and motivation. I can't imagine... You know, there being some kind of huge drive saying, you know, George, make three more movies or something like that, you know, for Star Wars. It just doesn't seem, doesn't seem likely. So they got the organization there, and it seems like Stargate and, you know, to a lesser extent, things like, you know, uh, Battlestar Galactica and stuff like that 
tends to be much more, I, I guess centralized would be, would be the best word for it. Because with Star Wars, you've got, you know, you've got the Force.net, JediNet, mm-hmm. um, all these, these other sites out there, you know, Star Wars with a Z.com, FanWorks, and all this stuff. But then you, as you branch out, you get to many more specialized sites, like people who do sites just about Boba Fett, or mm-hmm. you know, a site just about the Sith Lords, or something like that. You even got jokes out there, like Super Shadow. Yeah. Uh, Is it online yet? Still? Uh, Super, Super Shadow? Yeah. I don't, as far as I know, supershadow.com is still around. It's still freaking sad. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, 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 it was hacked at some, uh, at some point and it was done for a week. We so have to get that guy on the show. It would be nice if it, was, if it was gone for a while. Yeah. <laughs> But no, and, and don't, I think it was hacked. It, by there will be three more Star Wars films because Super Shadow and his cronies are going to make them right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, most of it, with Star Wars, it seems like, you know, different fans take different aspects of it and make their own websites for it. Whereas when you look at stuff for, you know, a lot of sci-fi franchises like, say, Stargate, you have a couple of big sites like GateWorld.net or something like that. But then when it comes to specializing out, you don't see a whole lot of it. I mean, you see a little bit, but it's, I guess it's because it's such a condensed storyline. You see, it's basically a, You know, a one-trick pony. It's all one storyline. You don't get all the different aspects of it, like with Star Wars, where you got stories about pilots, and then some stories are about Jedi, some stories mm-hmm. are about, you know, Han and Leia, some are set way in the past. So it doesn't get split up very much. You wind up with a few sites about, you know, shippers and all that kind of stuff, with the whole relate following the relationships of the characters. And you might have a couple of, of oddball sites, but most of the stuff tends to be very similar. And uh, in a lot of cases, it all winds up getting, getting boiled down into just a few big sites for a lot of these. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen, for instance, a, a Battlestar Galactica site that really wowed me with anything new. Yeah, we didn't mention Battlestar Galactica at the start of the show. And it, was there a fandom between the two series, the old one and the uh, new one? That, that, that has become kind of a big thing. It's almost like... You know how within Star Wars you've got somewhat, somewhat of the division between the people who love the classics and those who love the prequels. You have the people who love the special editions, or the people who love the original versions and all that kind of stuff. With Battlestar Galactica, it's a lot more black and white, a lot more defined. You've got the people who watch the original series, which I wound up buying on DVD and watching the whole thing. I just to see what the whole fascination was. Uh, you got the fans of the original series, and it tends to come down one or the other. Either you think that the new series is this great reimagining and it's fun just in its own right, or you absolutely hate it and consider it a sacrilege that's, you know, taking a leak all over the stuff that you loved when you were younger. It I is, love it. There's a, there's a lot of, of middle ground there. There's tons of people who like the new series who've never seen the old one. I've it seems like if you were a fan of the old one, you really only have those two camps to fall into. I, I was a fan of the old one. Uh, it's the first I watched, and I only saw like two or three episodes uh, of the new series, and and I like it also. I don't rem, I don't really remember the old episode because I were, were, was watching them live. But <laughs> uh, if I go way back in my memory, I seem to be liking it. So I don't. I think the thing about it is that a lot of people felt. With, with the Battlestar stuff, a lot of people felt kind of betrayed that given the fact that they had had this entire series before and that everything now was going to look flashier with flashier special effects and everything, that they didn't just take the story and move it ahead, you know, a hundred years or however many years and just kind of start fresh but keep the old continuity 
okay. secret, basically. Instead, they did this whole reimagining, and people freaked. And you don't see that a lot with the reimaginings. Like Smallville is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. It's a very different reimagining of the early days of Clark Kent mm-hmm. compared to what we've seen. It but was like if... Like it. It's not like you've got to like either Smallville or the movies, either Smallville or the comics. Mm-hmm. People could tend to you know, just like them all as, as different windows into the same storyline. But yeah. with Battlestar, it seems different. It seems like the, kind of the battle lines are drawn. It was like if the, t- the Star Wars TV series would rewrite the, the six movies in another way, so there would be black and white, like you, you mentioned. Yeah, I think, I think the only thing that really comes close when it comes to Star Wars stuff, when it comes to the, the clash that I think the Battlestar Galactica fans are feeling right now, those who are fans of the old series who need to try to decide which one is going to have more loyalty, I think is with when Star Wars did the thing with the Clone Wars micro-series and Labyrinth of Evil, which, mm-hmm. which kind of had that clash in how do the events really build up into Revenge of the Sith in those last couple of days, And it sort of pit the, well, the people who are into the more media-based stuff, like the films and the cartoons, versus the people who are more into the hardcore expanded universe stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where they clashed to the point where you don't get to just mix these together. You kind of have to choose which one you're going to prefer. And that's what the Battlestar Galactica fans are feeling. It's not like you can find some way to mix these together somehow. It's one or the other. You know, you can't, you can't try to take both into account. In fact, I mean, I don't know... How many people out there have watched Battlestar? But you know, they've changed the genders of some of the characters. They've mm-hmm. changed the circumstances. They've changed a lot of stuff. So it's not really like you can you can say, well, I'm just a Battlestar Galactica fan and start a conversation talking about Battlestar Galactica without somehow pinning down which series you're talking about because the person you're talking to may be completely lost. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, what we've mentioned about? F- uh, fandom from based on literature and fandom fandom based on TV ver- uh, TV and movies. It seems like, and just in general, when you get into stuff like that, it seems like the fandom based on literature it tends to be smaller usually. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you get something huge like Harry Potter, yeah, um, tends to be a smaller scale because it tends to be a couple of message boards, sometimes on the author's official website or something like that, and. Just because it doesn't have as big of media exposure to it, you know. Plus, if you've got something that's just literary-based, you might have a couple of cover images or some fan art, but you don't really have all the multimedia stuff to really make it some huge extravaganza on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So it seems like when it comes to the way the fan- that fandoms interact for those sorts of things, those who have some kind of, of media experience, even if it's like a fandom for a video game, you know, like Final Fantasy fandom. Mm-hmm has a, a leg up over that, at least when it comes to spreading throughout the Internet, because they've got the stuff, and it's ready-made. You don't have to go make your fan art. You can just throw up a screenshot or throw up, you know, some promotion still or something like that and, and, and make it nice and flashy. Mm-hmm. Do you think literature fandom get a better, a better rap than the sci-fi uh, or movie and TV uh, fandoms? Uh, it it kind of depends on, on which direction... You're looking at it from from an academic standpoint, it seems like fandom for literature has a tendency to be viewed a little bit, you know, as as a little more upscale because it's it's stuff you're reading and analyzing, just like you might read and analyze the classics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, just anybody could turn on the TV and start spouting off opinions about a TV show. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anything with the the type of media clout when it comes to like like if you were to compare. 
you know, the fans of the literary, I don't know, the works of, of Agatha Christie or something, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of literary thing, or uh, the works of some book series, and people saying they want to see more books in the series, trying to convince the author to do so, versus organized campaigns like there were for Star Trek and Farscape, where people actually stepped up and said, we want more Firefly. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Serenity coming into theaters September 30th, and that was in part a big fan push after Firefly got canceled to see the rest of the story that got Josh Whedon to be able to go out and make what is supposedly the first out of three movies to kind of tie the story up. Nice. So I, it's it's just a matter of presence. I mean, if you want if you want to look at at how people react, yeah, if you're a fan of television series, especially sci-fi television series, there's going to be people who are going to mock it. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people who kind of laugh at it because it's it's science fiction, and for whatever reason, science fiction still has that stigma attached to it. Never mind the fact that it gives us a chance to you know, discuss topics that you might not be able to discuss otherwise. Never mind the imagination it takes. Mm-hmm. Never mind that it's, it's helped push our society forward because we've thought of things in science fiction that have later turned into science fact because people were pursuing lines of thought they might not have heard before. No, never mind all that. It's science fiction, so it's dorky. So, yeah, it's you know, pro- basically the the because not because of Star Trek, they, most people see sci-fi. They they identify with Star Trek and Star Trek fandom. You know, when you see uh, movie documentary like Trekkies and all, it's they identify sci-fi to to tr- Star Trek basically. Yeah, it's like it, that's that's one of the things about Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a film series, and Harry Potter is a novel series too. And there's some pretty obsessive fans. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes down to spoilers, you know, for, for a lot of people, including myself, spoil the next Star Wars movie for me, that's fine, but spoil the next Harry Potter book, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> um, but it seems to me that Harry Potter... It, I hadn't really thought about fandom when it came to how science fiction was treated until it came to something like Harry Potter. It seems like Harry Potter and, to a lesser extent, Lord of the Rings are kind of immune from a lot of the stigma that science fiction gets mm-hmm. because they're not space fantasy. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're if you're talking about just uh, probably because of that Star Trek stigma, if you're talking about science fiction, the immediate thought is, you know, spaceships or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sci-fi channel, you think, well, it's going to have stuff on it with, you know, like Battlestar Galactica and Stargate and, and stuff like that blood suckers thing they aired a while back. I'm not even sure what the heck that was. If you have the word star in it, you're screwed. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. If you get the word star in there or if your previews have... Uh, more than two or three CG shots of starships flying around, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get pinned with it. But it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help matters all that much when the most prominent view that people see of fans getting together is people waiting out in line for months at a time, mm-hmm. which granted shows dedication, and yes, you can add, you know, the cherry aspect to it, but on the other hand, you got the people sitting at home going, they're sitting around waiting in line. They're not going to work. What are these people doing that they can just take off this time and sit around? Um, and then you've also got, you know, the conventions where the, the most the convention coverage you see isn't going to be. They walk in and they interview somebody in plain clothes saying, yeah, I kind of liked that. I just stopped by. It was fun. They're going to find the person in the most outlandish costume possible. Mm-hmm. They're going to cover Dragon Con down here by filming the parade with people walking around in, you know, as many costumes as they can find. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, it's, it's, I don't think it's intentional on the media's part to try to, you know, slap around science fiction, but we give them ample opportunities where if they want the sensationalist stuff, the people in the costumes and the weirdness, they're going to be able to find it, and that's what you're probably going to wind up seeing, you know, in the news reports later. Yeah. 
Well, thanks a lot, Nathan. Oh, you're quite welcome. So, uh, we will see a special Chrono Radio on the 15th, I think? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I got two interviews that are recorded. I'm just kind of waiting on them. There's, there's one for the 15th, which will be with Jason Eberl and Kevin Decker. They're the guys who were the editors of Star Wars and Philosophy, which came out back around April. And then I've got one with Michael Stackpole coming up on September 1st. And, but probably the big thing for people who are interested in, you know, in what I do and what, you know, Star Wars on Direct guys here do, Check out the fan audio made easy stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that'll get some people interested in it. And, and I know Danny here is going to be doing an episode or two somewhere down the line for fan Eventually, audio. yes. <laughs> that, that's the biggie. Um, Danny's 15 minutes of fame. There you go. There you go. And, well, of course, and Danny's actually talking about behind the scenes of how Star Wars on Direct is done yeah, on a radio that came out yesterday. Imagine, Sebastian and Brian will have to download Chrono Radio to know what, what I'm doing when they're not here. Because they don't know. <laughs> See, we thought he was talking with his like, girlfriend or like something. Various stuff behind their backs that they don't know about. There That's you go. it. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Nathan. Oh, you're welcome. I'll See, talk to you later. Bye. And, and here we thought you were talking with your girlfriend. Now you're going to have to explain a few things to us. <laughs> or else you're going to have to come for that beer. Uh, we actually have Jedi Day News mentioning that there's uh, another very big uh, um, fandom in America, most pro- uh, in America only. Uh, it's the Civil War reenacting, uh, Amer- oh, yeah. American Civil War reenacting uh, people. And it's true, it's like some people will lie down on the field for hours because they were. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of history. Buff yeah. fandoms like World War Two and Civil yeah. War. There's there's the SCA and medieval company for uh, medieval times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? real time. Uh, you know, weekend uh, real life medieval fighting and you know, they're crazy. What? Just touch it. Damn. <laughs> okay. My CPU is about to blow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crazy. crazy. <laughs> Your computer need more fans. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just gonna list people in the chat that are with us right now. We have Decasra, Jedi Jane, Wookie Mart, and it's been a while. It has been a while. I was wondering why that came out out of the blue, and now I know. <laughs> Here you go. Welcome, Xanadu. <laughs> it's late a bit, but you know. You know what? Xanadu just in, like, breaking all the the, the, the show, so I, I'm just going to mention the fact that George Lucas is actually having a special on himself on space this Saturday. Very cool. What time? I don't know. I think... <laughs> don't... I know. don't have space. I don't know. I think it's at 7 or something like okay. that. I'll go check. I, I, I tried spacecast.com. Sure, like, I, I don't understand. My mother should have told me about this by now. She only watches space. <laughs> <laughs> if you call it cable company, I want only one channel. Star Space. Trek. <laughs> Space. Star Trek all around. Yay. All right. Back to the main subject. Uh, I, I actually... Do you have emails or... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know shit tonight, don't I? <laughs> I think there are a lot of different fandoms out there, and they're all slightly different. I think Star Wars is a really big one, obviously. Um, Harry Potter, I think, has a lot, a lot of potential. But what ha- what what will happen after the book? After uh, the seven books are out? Nothing. That's it. It will die down? Probably. 
because I, I know Rawlings doesn't want to write other. Uh, There's not like she says she's not going to, but whenever she's asked, she says no, but maybe, but no, no, I'm not going to. So and then she's gonna get married, have kids, and sure, they're gonna yeah, write the f- having kids, and, and and they're gonna be writing the s- the further stories of Has Asgard or something. I don't know. No, don't do expanded universe on Harry Potter, please. Like, who built Hogwarts? Where did they come from? We already know that. What was Dumbledore when he was five years old? At Hogwarts. No, not where. How was he? Like was he a brat or something? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I will read the seven books it's when like they're all Girlfriend out. calling soon. <laughs> no. Let's hurry up, Sebastian. So, yeah, I'm just... So basically, is Star Wars better than others? Not no, I think it's, it's just different. Di- yeah. It's just bigger, yeah. and I think it'll die down slowly. But, you know, that's partly. Die down? Maybe after the multiple maybe TV shows? Maybe in the next 200 years. We yeah, won't it'll hear probably die down. After it will probably be dead. But I'll be and dead. We'll, we'll just I hope Star Wars will stop before I die, like I said er, in another show. So I will You'll have the chance to see it all before I die. You know what? Sorry, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. No, Sebastian's gonna do it to spite you. He's gonna he's gonna like work so hard. And he's gonna find he's gonna write a like a, a short story right after you die and publish it. <laughs> I don't read fan fiction, so it wouldn't be fan fiction. No, it, w- it, it would actually be like something using Vong or whatever. <laughs> just because you love them so much. <laughs> after Sebastian killed all the people at Lucasfilm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they wouldn't let me le- near the ranch, <laughs> so I can't do that. After you killed them, yes. <laughs> what's with breaking you? The law. What's with you guys on killing people? It's like how I killed everybody at Lucasfilm by Sebastian. You know, I c- a novel. I can say <laughs> <laughs> bestseller, mass murderer. Ta- the story. Time, Times Magazine bestseller for <laughs> like 2027, whatever. <laughs> 50 years after Star Wars, they just, like, killed me, man. They came up with an extra super, extra Califelodelucious edition of the DVDs. I just couldn't take it anymore. I, ha- I couldn't have anywhere to put it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him rocking on the floor. I, I, I can't. There's no more room for DVDs. No more room. No more room. <laughs> it's going to unbalance everything. There's no more room. <laughs> He will bring balance to the force. I, I I only have an inch to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like there's no more. F- I cannot. I'm gonna step on an action figure next step I take. <laughs> so, we're in the closing now. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Yeah, I'd say I'd say we're in the closing now. <laughs> so the next show will be on Tuesday, August 9th, two thousand five. What is it? Where are you like be Star Wars on Direct number fifty? Where are you like? Whipping me. He's like, Whoopa! Whoopa! <laughs> it will be the special. <laughs> no, you gotta get. The, I'll get you the it Whoopa. Be, it'll be a special occasion, though, Sebastian, right? Yeah, because it's our 50th English only show. Yeah. And, like, to- what is the total? It's like, we're like 54. 150 or There's something. Like no, 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 no. I mean, like, five. with the French show. Oh, no, damn. We got <laughs> no. We got fifty. Uh, we will have fifty regular shows and I think five special edition in English. Yeah. One in SFX Montreal. Two one evening in Toronto. Yeah. The special surviving C three. Surviving C three. The fan force party. And the fan force party. And the Sunday night is not. No, a it's a regular it's because a regular. it was Sunday. Because it was a regular show. Yeah. 
So we have five special editions. In French, we get four special editions and 70 shows. We have 74 shows in French. Jeez. Plus 54, 55. We're still trailing a little bit on uh, on Jedi Talk, but we're getting there. Whatever. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. <laughs> we're just carrying the torch. So, of course, uh, special show. Well, special guest, Darkness 1. The Joiner King author will be with us, uh, Troy Denning. Yes. He'll be back. For the third time. That's right, people. So we're going to be going right, really in deep with that book. So if, like me, you haven't read it, like run to your local store and buy it now. Yes. <laughs> and take your weekend off and just like read it. It's a good thing to go back to the NGO series after two years of Clone War. Yeah. And it's... You know, yes, they're Jedis, but, you know, and the brown robes and everything, you're tired of that, you know, new kind of Jedis. It's more compl- It's a more complex. Are you plot. telling me like black spandex slash leather Jedi? No, no, no. Kind of like regular Jedi's in civil outfits. Jedi's in every area of because uh, Jedi's aren't destruction. <laughs> and you yeah. know now they do what the Force tells them to do. There's no light, no dark. Uh, they listen to the will of the force now. You think that would go for like a plea of insanity in the court? <laughs> You're crazy, Sebastian. And I could mention also that in that w- that will make you buy the book. Jason is uh, has left the the Jedi's. He's not part of the Jedi uh, Academy, Academy or Council, whatever. I don't mind Jason. No, okay. he's, he's studying other kinds of forces and everything. Oh, so and also him. Ben Skywalker, he, he's, he's a, a big he's part a of the book. No, I think he's nine or something. Wow. And I think so. And he's, he has shut off from the force. Literally, literally. He's like, I'm an autistic kid. You're not, you're not getting true to me, Dad. No, no, no. But he, 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 what Bubble. they mention in the book is that uh, probably he shot, saw, he, he shot off the force during the NGO war because he was feeling all his family and the pain they were in. So he just shot, shot off when he was a, a, a toddler, and he still sh- sh- shuts off. But he's supposed to be really powerful. Dude, when this guy's gonna open up to the force, gonna be like ugly. Oh yeah, come on! Don't bring that near my computer, okay? And if you the, guys have the water is about to boil. About the show, or would like to make any suggestions for upcoming subjects? Please e- send an email to studio at swendirect.com or leave a message on our blog and or our message board to be a partner or sponsor. Send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like our show, we suggest you talk about it around yourself, to others, your friends, colleagues, everyone. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message, board signatures, and other such beautiful, wonderful things. Impressive. <laughs> you sound like Dark Elmet. <laughs> Give me a coffee. <laughs> Dude, seriously, that water is boiling now because of the CPU fan. So, thanks to our sponsors, FederationToys.com, Sitland.net, our web host, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network at TSFPN.com. Is it back up? I don't think Let's so. see. Let's see. What's happening? Too much bandwidth, man. That's what happened. No. You know, it, it just happens like that. Awesome. But it doesn't happen with SimpleNet. They will just charge you for over bandwidth. 
with really low cost. Uh, of course, we have our partners, Hanneken and HisAngel.com, Nerve-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars reference and actors. The only place on the web where you can find Trek Wars, the furry conflict audio drama, furryconflict.com. Hey, that's another speck of fandom we, ma- we didn't mention. Bathcon, plushies and furries. Keep going. <laughs> MillenniumFalcon.com uh, Galactic Hunter who are still keeping collectors on target T-Bone Star Wars Universe and the Galactic Senate message boards available at StarWarsWithAZ.com and StarWarsFanWorks.com the home of Star Wars Fan Audio all these links and more available through the website at www.swendirect.com Danny Don't Brian. forget to go to our message board at tsfpn.com when it's online when it's online <laughs> it comes back up. or you can send it to studio.swndirect.com and we need questions for Troy Denning yeah. and you know what so worst uh, case scenario just take a look at the starwars.com blog and leave your questions there they will exactly. be asked also there are lots of ways to get in contact with us a lot of ways so for all the crew here at uh, Star Wars on Direct this is Sebastian holding is now almost boiling water <laughs> in his hands saying see you next time on Star Wars on Direct the voice of Star Wars fandom this show has been brought to you by SimpleNet webmasters online gamers or administrators of e-business at SimpleNet we will always have a solution to meet your needs You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swanzarek.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Sir, if you're not be needing me, I'll close down for a while.